Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Francis Dean. Uh, welcome back to another podcast recorded via Zoom during lockdown. Um, this one is uh, a sort of sort of special. You know, it's the first time we've had two guests on in. Have we ever? ever. Had it is the first one ever, isn't it? Ever in the history of Two Vegan Idiots. Uh, yeah, I didn't realise that. It's um, and the reason is we thought we'd get a couple of very funny men who have their own podcast. Uh, so we thought it'd be good to get them on as a pair. And then, you, start, if, you know, you might already be listening a to their podcast. As a couple. <laughs> um, and if you, haven't, if you haven't started listening to their podcast already, um, you'll see they're funny and you'll go and listen to it after this. So we are joined today. Excellent comedians. Excellent stand-up comedians. Excellent podcasters. It's uh, Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale from the Have a Word podcast. Uh, so you're about to enjoy that. Um, other business is thanks for all the patrons who've signed up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you guys sounded so sarcastic. I'm so, I'm so shit at saying thanks. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, just, I mean, it's fine. I know. mean it. Thank you. Those that have signed I up. I genuinely really appreciate it. <laughs> it's the, the, more, the more you try, the more sarcastic you sound. I know, yeah. It's... um. How about fuck you? <laughs> but I think our patrons, you know, they know us well enough to know we are very thankful. They've been tuning in. Um, so we've, doing, we've been doing these little fortnightly Zoom catch-up things where we do like a Q&A on Zoom for it's patrons. It's nice, isn't it? It's really nice. We've got, a, we've, got a nice, um, we've got a nice selection of listeners, haven't we? Definitely. You know, if, they, I mean, if our patrons are a cross-section of the overall listenership, I think... They're all pretty, good eggs, aren't they? they? They are good eggs. It's nice. So anyway, if you want to uh, join in on those, become a patron. You can just join we've, up. We've for had the a lot of new patrons, so we thanks for that. <laughs> I'm so shit. <laughs> um, and um, we got a heavyweight one. We, we're going to shout out Doug. Yeah, give Doug a shout out, mate. He's, I don't he's, know what your he's, he's name up, is. Signed Doug. up last night. Um, and yeah, like, we'll do, do a ro- we'll do a big roll call on a next episode or something of all the heavyweight Thank you, Doug. patrons. But thanks to everyone. I need to practice saying thank you, don't I? Like, it's fucking... It's, yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also thinking of doing a live stream podcast. Not the sort of Q&A that we've been doing on Zoom, but just an overall one. No, you don't have to sign up to anything to see it. It's just going to be for everyone. We're going to be doing it on Facebook. Have a couple of guests. Just mess around. It'd be fun, innit? A couple of their favourite guests, I think, yeah. will be doing it. It'll be, it'll be good. Um, any other business? That's it, isn't it? They can just get on with listening to this episode, I reckon. That's it, yeah. Enjoy, have fun, and I uh, hope you're all okay. Stay well. Stay safe. Stay well. Did you say stay well? <laughs> Be well. Two vegan idiots! So we'll just go straight into it, innit? Welcome to the um, Two Vegan Idiots podcast. Dan, Adam, the Have a Word. Have you got like a... Do you have a name for yourselves as a pair, or do you... No, we're we're just the hosts of the podcast. That's what that we we went classic with that, and uh, yeah, we Sorry, are the hosts. I think, yeah, I think it's. Um, have you got? Have your fans got names? Have yeah, they they're called Weird as Originals. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we should not have said that. That, that was one is, of the, <laughs> terrible. You know your when you say tree suddenly goes down about fifty. <laughs> you know when you say a joke because you just think of it, and then you're like, oh god, fuck, that's yeah, one of the yeah, ones yeah. I, I wish I'd. And then all of a sudden you see it on Twitter, and you're like, oh, god. Yeah, it's, it's a good name actually. Yeah, just call them lids. We just call them lids. It's yeah. very scouse. 
Um, so what's going on? So where? Because where are you? You're and where are you both? You're out in the sticks now, Dan, aren't you? Not sticks. I mean, you're further than you used to be when you used to live in the outside of the M25 metropolis. That was um, you were well, you were Manchester originally. Are you in Preston, Dan? Now you went to Preston. I no, I've fucking moved around. I've moved around. That's like what a I mean. You've like moved around the northwest problems. more than Manchester. a sort Bought of a house Rob Riley gigs. Manchester. <laughs> that's one of my favourite places. Is it really up north? Yeah, I cannot up. take Julian seriously. It's ever. true. I'm just. I waiting stayed with him. Adam once in Chester, didn't I? And um... he, he come to stay when I lived with Danny Mac. He come to stay, and uh, it was the night Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo, and me and Danny were like, "We're gonna make a roast dinner to watch the fight with at four in the morning." <laughs> and fucking vegan McVie over here turns up and's like, "I'm gonna order a vegan boona." <laughs> <laughs> me and Dan, me and Danny had a full roast dinner that we'd made family size for everyone. Our other housemate went out. Julian didn't want any of it, and I missed Conor McGregor knock all the out because I was oh, cutting into God. a roast potato. <laughs> Thirteen seconds, seconds mate. Um, have you ever heard? There's a bit of an apocryphal story about Paul Foot in Edinburgh about ten years ago. Some flyers uh, bumped into him at like three in the morning, pissed. And he said, do you want to come back to mine for some food? And they just thought, well, this means get shit-faced or whatever. And they got back and he, he roasted a goose. <laughs> <laughs> if it was anyone else, I wouldn't believe it. Because I know Paul well enough to know that that is about 95% true. You hope Paul thought at that point was at the point of his career where he didn't share, like, flat share in Edinburgh because, I tell you what, there's some fucking randomly bad behaviour you hear from comedians. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, coming in pissed, but I've, it, it would be very Paul Foot to be like, oh, these cunts, he's just fucking making... I shared a flat with um, Peter Hansen one year and uh, me, him... Okay. And um, oh god, good uh, guy. And Pete, I know Pete split. Listen people, to that, Pete. I right? said, oh god. But um, I, I've, I've, I've known Pete since he first moved to the UK. And for some reason, like you know, we've got, we get, we we get on well. We've always had a nice relationship. But he's living with him is like living with a fucking bear. Like he gets up at four <laughs> in the morning to eat and stuff. Like he'll wake up at four just to go for some food. Yeah, Is that not normal. <laughs> well, weirdly, Julian's been doing that recently. <laughs> Julian told me earlier on that he wakes up in the night and without opening his eyes, he just gets a bit of Galaxy vegan chocolate, eats it, and then goes back to I sleep. I ate the whole thing. I ate two of them in my sleep last night, man. It's not good. <laughs> I, I wear my missus about this constantly. This is a true story, right? So once uh, my missus ate a full bar of chocolate in her sleep, Fuck and the way she hell. found out is the next morning she had to go to like pick a prescription up or something. She was on her way to the shop. And she, on the way back from where she had to go, she looked in the rear view mirror and there was just chocolate all up her face. No way. So she woke up, got dressed, gone and picked something up and then found out she'd oh slobbered chocolate shit. all up her cheek. But where, where was she keeping chocolates that they're so grabbable in your sleep? Do you just- top drawer. <laughs> keeps a t- what in your bedside the, the, cabinet? The chocolate drawer, obviously. <laughs> Adam keeps a lovely house, like bedside a really nice chocolate drawer. He's just got little mint chocolates <laughs> under the pillow. He doesn't just make his bed, but he does full room service. <laughs> I don't keep any food in the bedroom. I don't know, mate. You might have a weird one. I don't know what's. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm just concerned. You need a fridge next to your bed, man. Even um, sl- Julian even sleepwalk sleepwalks vegan. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> 
Um, I don't want a fridge next to my bed, mate. I like the fact that I live in a house that's got a separate kitchen to a bedroom area. I've just got a toilet roll, a bathroom toilet roll holder next to mine. So what? I've got so baby where, wipes. I've got baby wipes just suspiciously close to my bed. <laughs> there's like there's like a lamp on my bed table. There's a lamp and a novel, and then baby wipes. Oh man, <laughs> this cunt really loves reading. It's one of them fake novels that's carved out with like a, a dildo inside. Some <laughs> <laughs> KY inside. Oh, oh get up. So what's oh, going man. on? How's lockdown been going? Um, boring, isn't it? It's it, it's up. I'm, it's like that, isn't it? Some days I love it. Some days I'm like, all right, actually, I could I'm do loving it. I'm happier generally in lockdown. Oh, I mean, I'm not. The, fuck that. Are you not? Uh, nah. Everyone, you know, everyone like, a lot, yeah. says that. Like, yeah, I think it's better. Yeah. That was <laughs> scary, and uh, I can't rape anyone here. <laughs> I'm not a danger to anyone locked, just in lockdown. <laughs> just a danger to me and my poor Willie. But, um, are you are you missing stand up? Are you missing stand up a lot? Yeah, I'm missing yours. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a lot. Of, like the days where I enjoy it are when I've got nothing else to do, and we we live by a, a huge country park. So and there's like quite a lot of wooded area in it. So a few times, me and the missus have just took the dog and got lost. Like yeah, yeah. use check our phone to find the way that we should be going. We just got lost in the woods, and they, they've been really fun because it's rare we get to do that normally. Yeah, yeah. It's been great, but in general, I just I can't wait for it to be over so that I can. I need to do a gig, and I got off. To it the is gig. therapy, isn't it? It does. It does help, yeah. doesn't it? Your yeah. soul. Have yeah. you been doing any online gigs? No, refusing to do it. It's not the same. It's not, but I've got to say that like, I I refused for the first half of the lockdown, and then since then I've done. I've started doing a few, and they are quite fun. You still get a little bit of that gig feeling when they're done. Like Who's as long as they as long as they like set up well enough. I've done. I've just been doing little London ones. I've done the ones like you know where you get, it's a pre-recorded thing, like the comedia and the stand and stuff. But like the ones. I've done a little London gigs like Happy Mondays. They organise them really well. It's Zoom. They have like a front row of people unmuted where you can see and hear the laughs. See, but I love proper stand-up too much. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'd be like, it, like if me missus died and someone gave me a blow-up doll with it. You'd do a bit about it that night. rip. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking for some new material nights. <laughs> Just one look up to the heavens, one look up to the camera. Going viral. Hundred and fifty thousand fucking views. She does. Um, but I tell you, I'm there is benefits. On Saturday. Oh, I'm right. doing one on Saturday at Hot Water. Adam's not doing it. Adam's decided that the the first gig he does post fucking Rona. Is going to be a proper gig with people in a room. Yeah, I yeah. have got. I've said. I've been saying this on our podcast. If you pay me thirty quid right now, I do an EDL meeting. That's yeah. the level of, and I'd travel for it. I'd be like, what? Normally you charge at least seventy, eighty. <laughs> Less than that. I think. Um, well, Julian will put a touch of his life. They pay you, do they? <laughs> I do. I do it for the message. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you do it because you're expected to as a high leader. <laughs> Uh, um, it's my I'm brand. I do it for the brand awareness. <laughs> find a niche. Find a niche. 
Julian Dean. Race eight. Uh, uh, and veganism. Ooh, double angle. I'm, I'm going to hot water on Saturday night to the venue. Oh, oh wicked. They're doing do, it there, are they? To do this, basically. But to what, do exactly what you just yeah. So no audience. You're just going to be on stage there. They're so screens on the front row uh, with oh, people that's... at home on Zoom watching. Bloody yeah. 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 So it'll be me, like, it'll be like, like the... I'll do the next one. I want to see. I want to see uh, first. I just, yeah, I really, really, really don't want me first gig in like three months to be shit. But I say, clever. He's what? like, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do the next one. Yeah. See what Nightingale does on the first one. <laughs> yeah. Get that yeah. I watch from home while I eat popcorn. They're putting screens up so people aren't in the room. You see the front row, like on Zoom, but the screens up in the front row. Yeah. You can hear them through the speakers. It's basically, if you know, like your last wishes on death row was to be like, yeah, I know I killed 40 people and I was a mass murderer, but my, my final wish, my last wish is that I'd like to do a gig. It'd be, yeah. It's basically yeah, like yeah, a death yeah. row gig set up <laughs> where I just, oh, I can't hurt anyone, but oh, I, I kind of, I'm looking forward to it in a weird way. I of think that'll be fun. Because yeah. the, the, the benefits be, to I'm the ones that pop me on the middle screen, right <laughs> in the middle of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> just, and then just, so no one else can see it, just halfway during the set, you just start getting naked, just like getting your dick out. <laughs> just be fake support like Mm, no, but I, I did one where I was I was I was um, on at like nine forty five, and I had my laptop here on my desk, and I was playing FIFA with my mates five minutes before I was due on stage, and like literally it was a case of I could I was had my one ear on the gig, and I could hear the app before me starting to wrap it up, and I said to my mates I'll be back in ten minutes fifteen <gasps> minutes, paused like you know I just left the game, did a gig, turned back on and was back. I mean, there, it's, that's the benefits of doing a lockdown virtual gig. You can do it literally. There's no... You don't even have to leave your chair. Well, that's what I thought podcasting would be because I've done comedy since 2002 and I want to keep doing it. But the whole thing, the reason I started a podcast, I started a couple that didn't work and then me and Adam did my last one and it was the only episode that really flew. I was a guest on uh, one of your one years ago. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I quit after that episode. I quit from that. <laughs> that was the one that didn't work, man. It was good to help out, man. <laughs> I just wanted to see where you live. And, um, that was fun, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was great fun. And I love podcasting, but that's, I didn't realize, no one realized that Zoom comedy would ever be a thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my whole yeah. thing with podcasting was I want to chat shits to Adam in my house and then be like, not driving around because we already do it. I don't want to do any more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Zoom, the Zoom gigs, have taken that to another level. Do you mm. think they'll survive? Because I think they'll just die away. I think hot water normally what they t- they kind of they're quite smart those guys, isn't they? Like I think it's good to look at what they're doing maybe. And what see. they're doing is post lockdown they're setting up a, a pay per view system. So on a Saturday night they're going to pay per view live stream. Okay, they're yeah, yeah. Live from the room, so they can sell two hundred and twenty five tickets, but they're also going to sell thousands online for people who can't right. Liverpool because obviously they've right. got a brand people want to go to Hot Water Comedy Club don't they rather than just yeah, yeah, yeah. how many videos they put out on Paul Smith and that so they're, they're like sort of franchising their own comedy club yeah, yeah, online yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah. yeah. And they started off the filming really and now all the clubs are doing it yeah yeah they made every other club panic <laughs> Yeah, it was being done in America. I didn't even tell that. you they just put one of your bits out, and I'm like, "All oh, right, I didn't know that was like a new bit I'm working on." And they're like, yeah, they, they <laughs> "Suddenly, to... it's on my Twitter." 
they've had to they've had to uh, put sign up sheets in the green room now because they were doing that and then comics were going, "What are you doing?" Because they don't really like for I love them both, Binti and Paul, but for such a successful pairing, when it comes to booking acts, they're one of the least organised clubs in the country. Like, I've noticed, not, mate. It's not uncommon for the week before them to be like, well, we need a whole lineup for Saturday. Can we have everyone? And then yeah, they yeah. do it on Facebook. Yeah, that- and then do it on Facebook. Are you, are you free? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I messaged you on TikTok. You didn't see it. I, tried to it. <laughs> I messaged you in song. <laughs> yeah, there's a few comics who were like, I didn't want that bit going up. And they were like, but you did the Monday. The Monday is the filming night where we put everything up. And he was like, I just wanted to come and do a new bit, mate. Like, I didn't know what it was. It's nice and I got 25,000 views. <laughs> a bit fine. that doesn't work. A yeah. debt, one of my debts. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that bit. I needed work they, that bit. When mate. I did when I did the weekends, they, they always asked first, but they do on the weekends and you can choose which bits go up and stuff, but I suppose the Monday's different, is it? Yeah. Yeah, well the Monday's largely populated by open mic acts. But okay. then you get the odd but like and they're going down specifically. The open micers are going because they're like, oh fuck, I get a, a top quality video on YouTube yeah. and I don't have to bring a camera to a gig or whatever. But then there's also people who've been around all weekend, done like a hot water weekend or the store, and they're just like, oh, I've got Sunday or Monday off. Yeah. Like, just go there and do some new bits before whatever. And then <laughs> it ends up on the internet. But the, the new the new acts just want to be on. Like They they literally let hot water film their suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 what? This gonna, is it going to be a content? They're so desperate for validation. They just want the banner behind them, I suppose, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I made it. Have you had, um, I've had it a bunch of times. Have you had a new act send you like a link to their YouTube of like their first ever gig and ask for yeah. advice? Oh, all the time. It's so weird. Like My it's advice is always take that shit off the internet now. There was a lad who, I don't want to say his name because it's Sly, but he's from Liverpool. And he... Um, I just spell his name. <laughs> D-E-X. <laughs> Julian Dean. <laughs> He messaged me on Instagram and said, uh, I am a big fan of your stuff. Just want to say, I tagged you in the tweet uh, with a clip of mine. Will you go and um, will you go and find it and let us know what you think of it? Now, I don't get Twitter notifications from anyone who doesn't follow me. It's just yeah, a way, yeah. to, like when you get like those troller cans who are just tweeting shade. So if yeah. you don't follow me, I don't get it. So the reason I haven't seen it is because this cunt who's a big fan of mine and wanted feedback <laughs> doesn't follow me. And he put this video up. This is my stand-up uh, thing. I think this is a really good joke. And he tagged me, Daniel Sloss, Ricky Gervais, and Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre's one isn't even him. It's just called McIntweets, and it's quite clearly like a, a publicist <laughs> doing it. They were the four tags. Daniel Sloss, me, Ricky Gervais, and Michael McIntyre. And he put, what do you think of this? And it was like an old pub racist joke. It was fucking Ooh. dreadful. He's, he's licking my bits, is it? Come on, everything. <laughs> how did it go? Is he even having a conversation? <laughs> how did that? How did that one go? <laughs> um, and did, what did you reply? I just blocked him on everything. <laughs> That's not. It's always good to help Spangling. out a new act, isn't it? <laughs> always good to help out a newbie. <laughs> Block. If someone messages me and goes, "I'm thinking of getting into it, or I want to do this and whatever," can you give me some advice? I'll always go. I always say, right, the best places to start in the northwest are Beat the Frog in Manchester. Here's the website for that. 
Uh, email Binti and say you want to do an open mic. Here's hot water <coughs> email to do that. Uh, and other than that, you'll meet people at those two nights who are also new acts and they'll have more up-to-date information on with you. I always help people out if they're just yeah. for advice rather than, can you go and retweet this racist joke? And while you're at it, you got Ricky Gervais' number. <laughs> <laughs> See, why he hasn't replied yet either. <laughs> if I didn't host the new new at night at, my, at the Frog, I'd just politely duck that because you know you're one of like 10 comics that he's tried that they've tried it with. But yeah, because yeah, yeah. a host beat the frog quite regularly, like it's part of the responsibility to not be like, uh, mate, why are you fucking pestering me? They're like, well, because you hosted my first ever gig. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 I had yeah, a guy's yeah. girlfriend email you, like, me once. Keep doing it. Like she was about 18. This guy's girlfriend has said, my boyfriend's really funny. I really want him to get into stand up. Have you got any of. And then they came to a gig and then they both just wanted you to chat to after the gig phrase. It's like, it's quite hard work sometimes, isn't it? Julian is the... Uh, the I don't want to spend a weekend king. with him. Do you know what I mean? Julian's the king of replying to just randoms online. I do reply. I am a replier, yeah. <laughs> to I'm the a, females. I'm right. a sort of silent, you know, just let it slide. Julian Not just, just replies to, the females, to everything. Obviously. May when you say it. you just let it slide, Carl, do you mean questions or like trolling nasty comments? What are you talking about? I'm talking about so, uh, mostly because uh, I don't have any notifications on my phone. Like, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't get a notification if I get a message on Twitter, Instagram, nothing. Yeah, so I mostly I don't actually see them. I don't have any, any even WhatsApp. I don't have any, any notifications. I don't even have a phone. No. But, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, um, how come you always know about every message you get then, Julian? I'm all. I don't know. I just you can see them, can't you? In uh, Instagram, need notifications on WhatsApp because he's just constantly got it up. I don't need notifications. Just starting groups like a fucking animal, <laughs> guys. <laughs> we can be in a group as well. Yeah, I turn. I'm in three WhatsApp groups. One is with largely the like um, hot water lads. Like the lads who own it and the regular compares from there. One's all my mates from school. Ooh. And one is like another group of comics who tend to put a lot of content out themselves and we all help each other by sharing it and retweeting it and that. And I have to have the notifications off because every now and then I haven't opened WhatsApp for half an hour. And then I look at it and each one of them's got like 60 messages in. Yeah. And yeah. just get to the point where every three seconds, boop, 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 it was just driving me mad. It's the worst. I, I, I got added to a Tottenham uh, WhatsApp group that had 150 people in it, 150 football fans. And um, and it basically, oh, I, I, had to, I had to leave it after two days because it just, even it running in the background, my phone battery was going down like sort of about 60, 70% over the course of the day, just from that that group. It's completely yeah. unnatural. It's, it's totally insane. Like, WhatsApp works because it's basically going, well, it's like a few of you have gone for dinner except you're in separate places. Yeah, not yeah, ever yeah, talk yeah. with 150. It's not a fucking no. annual general meeting. <laughs> Everyone just standing up and doing a speech to everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I thought, you know, I'm in a few, like me, you know, I'm in a few groups of a few comedian mates. It is a bit, you know, here's a screenshot of the latest nutty comedian having a breakdown online sort of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we got a bit harsh in, in our groups, but you, the shit that flies around a 150 man football WhatsApp group was like end of the world. So honestly, it was just the gross. Way, the worst one I'm in is the one with my mates from school. 
Yeah. Like, if that ever gets leaked, my life, career, everything's gone. I've seen oh, a woman get bummed to death by a horse. Like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you pop it over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll step the notification just for you. <laughs> the worst one I was involved in was over Christmas when my wife's granddad was dying and my mother-in-law decided to start a WhatsApp group called Grandad. And we, through WhatsApp, <laughs> we lived his last three weeks via WhatsApp. Oh, and she was God. staying with him. And it, obviously, that's their granddad, my wife's granddad. You can't friend. really leave that group either, can oh, you? I actually said Dan to has Laura, left I was like, the group. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And it's in, you can't leave. And then uh, Don died on, on New Year's Day, which was very sad, but he... It's really old and he had Alzheimer's and it was one of them where you're like, oh, sad, but let's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then (laughs) I love my wife. (laughs) And this is one of the reasons I went, how long before I can fucking leave Laura? And she was like, (laughs) no, other wives were like, it's fucking disgusting. I'm still mourning my granddad. And she was like, it's about 48 hours. And then I just think fucking. (laughs) So we did it at the same time. Laura and Dan, like Dan left, Laura left. Oh, what a fucking nightmare. Honestly, (laughs) I love WhatsApp and I fucking, (laughs) I think it's great, but they really should have a, someone's asked you to join a fucking group. Yes. Throw you in there. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Because they um, look like the eggy twat. Like, oh, I've left. Me, we had a me and my wife had got our first child coming next month. Right. Oh, really? Congrats, man! Yeah, cheers, man. And we did NCT uh, about a month ago, which is like basically like like DMT, but (laughs) for for you're in the conception. (laughs) It opens the mind up of the child. (laughs) The conception we did Rohypnol C. I think we're going to be friends forever, man. (laughs) I think we've made a connection here. You know what I mean? Um, but NCT is when you basically get linked up with other new so soon to be parents in your local area and normally it's like you, it's done in like a local fucking church hall or something and you pay for it it's basically a little like, so you can be so you can meet people that you might be going through the same thing at the same time and it's like a little support network but you also they set you up in a WhatsApp group so you're all in a WhatsApp group so you can share tips and things you found out and like when it all kicks off and you've all got babies you can share any stresses and that it's a nice idea oh yeah but, but we got set up in a WhatsApp group by the woman who ran it and then she said I advise you set up a separate one without me that got set up and obviously of that my instinct in the first day just to drop a big dick guy picture was so hard <laughs> to avoid but it, it, it's been like what is it it's been three weeks and we've had the first some one information the... about birth and they click on it just a big dick oh my god how much is all, yours way they're all lovely and nice but yeah we had the one of the dads just left the group a couple of days ago and I was like that is first one to go man he's and he was actually he's probably left the family as well though at the same time <laughs> dad has <laughs> left the family found out the kids not his <laughs> As well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the kid comes out, it's big dick guys. Yeah, you suddenly see a new guy get added to the group. You're like, oh, this is him. <laughs> we did a paternity test. I honestly, the, that kind of guy, he's just gone. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Totally. Now, if I didn't give a shit, I'd love to not give a shit. So I'd be yeah. like, I know, oh, yeah, same here. Bang. But I know my sister would get pissed off. Like, I set that group up right because we wanted a family quiz, and I thought that was really out of order. Why did you do that? And I worry about it. He's just gone, I don't give a fuck about this. She's dealing with this. See you later. 
They like, can just switch it off without any yeah, conscience yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah, I'd like that. That's why I envy like psychopaths can just do that. <laughs> just have no. Like my head's. I, I have to reply to everyone and like fucking. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. I think that guy who left that group is probably killed since that. Since That's what that I mean. He can just right. that sociopathic. Scotland don't Yard, give like... a shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like called Donnelly. Fuck me. I've how long we've we been mates? About fifteen only about fifteen years, maybe. Yeah, man. I just find it very entertaining that you are a part of NCT. It's really <laughs> great. And you'll be like because you're one of the better comedians that has graced the stage of British comedy for a wee while. You're quite cool. And all of that's gone to shit now oh, in mate. the next few years where you get fucking boring I and have wait. some absolutely mind numbing chance. Like, oh yeah, actually there's sleep patterns all over. Over the <laughs> I don't know why anyone would buy anything but Aldi wipes. <laughs> They're so much more affordable than pack. <laughs> you know it's shit, but you genuinely it's your life. Yes. I like, yeah, but I'm loving the yes. idea of it. I can't wait to like, you know, I, I've, I hear, I've, I've never done this actually, but I've heard, you know, comedians who go like when a comedian has a kid they're like oh they're just going to be like a dad comic which i don't really understand what that concept means but like i think you know i've never had that so i'm quite excited about just just fucking getting boring talking about having a kid and like <sighs> bit of talking about my life being giving me something quite normal to talk about rather than have to try and write fucking material about smoking kid, dmt and drinking ayahuasca and shit before i was an adult let alone before i was a that's Have you got like a 28-year-old daughter or something, Julia? <laughs> She's older than my stage age now. <laughs> well, um, ha- you've got kids, Dan, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. What was that? Instinctively, I pressed the applause. <laughs> I'm I did I, I, I pressed I press the applause on the fucking set up with applause and that. That's what I need to get, man. Just for around the house when you're doing Just like for when I up in the morning. Dan. Just for when I finish your wank. Dan, play the Kane Brown clip. Oh, I yeah. Don't think, I don't think it can come. Is it, is it coming through? Is it, it will do if he highs it up, yeah. Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting! Oh, fuck. I've seen that clip, actually. I love that shouts. clip. It's I phenomenal. Love it. Yeah, 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 we yeah. play that every time someone says something nasty on the podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Ah, upset me, nasty bitch. Um, <laughs> anyway, nasty yeah, I've got bitch. a daughter. I've got a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how how old is your daughter now? Uh, she's three. She's three. Congrats, man. Yeah, man. How old, genuinely, how old are your kids, Julie? Because I'm in my head, they're like 23, 19, 20. 15, 14, and 6. <laughs> Is that a joke? How many kids have you got? Five. Fucking hell. <laughs> Two baby mamas. I was waiting for someone else to laugh because I thought he was doing a bit, but like muscle tough. No, he's 100% true, that is, mate. This wow, is man. Yeah. Guys, where have you been? Carl? How old were you when you had the 20-year-old, Julian? Um, he won't say because he doesn't ever says his real age. I was I was eighteen as a dad, yeah, and then I, my second one nineteen. Uh, yeah. How was the NCT group when you were eighteen, Julia? I did go to. Um, <laughs> what did I go to? I went to like a couple of breastfeeding lessons and stuff. It's weird though. There was a man giving the breast. Is that? I mean, that's not sexist to say that, is it? I thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
especially in like the 40s. Not really, but like, I thought, I thought it was weird. A man teaching you how to breastfeed. Did I tell you, was I, was I, was I say this on the podcast, Julian, about when me and Hannah went for a, uh, a scan and all the scans had been done by women apart from one and it was this Australian bloke. And then he, see, this was like only six weeks ago. And he goes, I, I presume you know what you're having. We went, yeah, we're having a girl. And he went, yeah, yeah, because um, actually you can see there her labia. And I was like, come on, mate. She's, a, she's not even been born yet. And Easy then he went, yeah, if he goes, if you look closely there, you can see her vagina lips. I was like, mate, you need to wind your <laughs> fucking neck in. <laughs> wind your neck in, Doc. As you can see, amazing. she's got some nice, she's got a nice rack on her, actually. It's a batty. I like mean, this. the girl's got yeah. back. <laughs> if you look just here, she sees her little puss puss as it's poking out. <laughs> That sweet, sweet puss puss. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, come back in three months for the next. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Vagina lips. You do not say that about an unborn baby. I'm sorry. No. That's disgusting. Uh, isn't the, oh. the lady a vagina? It, hasn't he said the same thing twice? Did he dumb it down? because Vagina's you like the whole thing. <laughs> the labia lips are a part of it, and the vulva's the other hole, isn't it? What, you right. think, yeah, Thank he said labia, and I didn't respond, so he went, vagina lips. <laughs> it's a really good thing. because you're trying not to kill him. If, really if I hadn't responded, you responded you're like, yeah, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, pussy off. <laughs> this is her batty hole. This is... Her twat! Oh, God. Oh, sorry, mate. She's not been born yet. I'm there. But yeah, it was when yeah. he said it, man. I didn't. I didn't even respond. I was so shocked to have heard those words come out of a grown man about a. Are you sure baby. he was a doctor? And not <laughs> yeah. like, just yeah. on the it was in lockdown. It was in like a abandoned warehouse. He was robbing the place. You walked in and you just threw a white coat on him. Was like, yeah, so. This is a minge. Shut your mouth! I'll get the machine out. I don't want to sound weird. I'm not, I'm not trying to be woke, but this is genuinely. I would feel quite uncomfortable about an Australian doc. I'd feel way more comfortable with an Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi heritage doctor than a fucking Australian. Like, yeah, there's a fucking flaps. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's the baby. Get your flaps. kid off, Sheila. Fucking, oh, she's got big flaps. <laughs> what would be your least favourite race to have look at your unborn daughter? That's an interesting question, yeah. Well, Russia. What's your least favourite race generally? Oh, Did you say Russian? Russian? Yeah, fucking hate Russians. Why? Have a baby, it's fucking pathetic. You just lost all them woke points. You on the drugs for baby? Fucking pathetic. Go in the field, in the snow, shit your baby out. Raise him hard. It's getting me so hard, man. Can't be doing with Russians. Um, Yeah, I suppose. Can't be doing with Russians. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think of of somebody I wouldn't trust as a doctor. I'm trying to think of like a... um, it's not Manny, I don't think. Yeah, Carl. The thing is, with these questions, it's called comedic entrapment. And Adam... <laughs> yeah, but I like to actually try and get to the number. I'm, is- I'm currently reading a book called Practical Ethics by Peter Singer, where a lot of these questions are raised about... Um, really? Yeah, about Pretty sort much of... podcast, that book. Yeah. <laughs> you should read it. I mean, he probably... Yeah, he does. Yeah, on, on our podcast, every now and then, I just try and ask Dan a question that he can't possibly answer without getting himself in trouble. 
We did a we were doing accents yesterday just to entertain ourselves, and um, uh, we came up with like a random generator of an adjective, a nationality, and then um, a, a, a trade or job. And we ended up doing the voice of a horny Congolese fisherman. And <laughs> mm, oh, I don't well, Congolese, angry Cong- Chinese car park attendant as well. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna have a little. <laughs> I'm gonna have a stab in the dark and say your Congolese accent sounded quite Nigerian as well. <laughs> Am I right in thinking? Oh yeah, that? yeah, because you know the difference, Carl. <laughs> Oi, we're not at NCT now. Why are you fucking family flaps in? You're genetically no, but I'm flap. saying that's the that's the generic. Anytime anyone tries to do any any uh, African um, accent, it always it's always Nigerian. That's yes, I know. Nigerian. Yes, I You know. can't help yourself, innit? It's the one I think we hear the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it is. Anyway, so <laughs> oh, that's a question. Who's your least favourite race? Um, no. um, that's why you go Russian. You can't be racist. It's white and white. No one cares. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's very oh, true. I me. like all races equally. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I think there's a hierarchy that we need to put. He doesn't even like people from Wigan, so. <laughs> What's your favourite race? White, obviously. No, we're probably like we're mid-table, aren't we? What race would you be if you could be any Julian? I'd be mixed race, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, no, but, which, yeah but which ones? Yeah, that's a massive question. Russian and Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Well, that has never happened before. Um, I'd like to be a mix of Jamaican and Taiwan. Um, what, I'm trying to think of like the American comedian's opening line if his parents were those. Do you know the sort of? Oh yeah, that. the half and half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm fucking. I'm half <laughs> me and I'm half me. So you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my dad's Jamaican, my mum's Taiwanese. So like, you know, I can fucking. I'm very relaxed when I'm making your socks in a sweatshirt or something. <laughs> I'm always late for work in the sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> right we should probably have a look and see if we've got any questions on the group oh, no, no I want you to do more opening line <laughs> oh god oh um, my dad's Russian and my mum's Russian fucking not to be trusted sorry <laughs> my, it's my issue now I've got to get over it um, let's have a look at this, see what questions have come up on the group recently. Matt Berry said, if you had to self-isolate on your own anywhere in the world, where would it be? But you've got to be completely alone. That's a question. Uh, caveat. Are yep. we talking nation, uh, situation, locale? What are we talking? Place? It's up to interpretation, I reckon. You could just... What, are you up. allowed to go out, so you're not allowed to go outside? You've got to be in isolation somewhere, on your own, anywhere It'd in the like world. It would be like a mansion, wouldn't it, with everything there? No, could the be. Philippines, like in a little hut. Yeah. But you couldn't leave the hut, though. Yeah, what? but like in my... You might as well be in a shed in, in reality of it, then Asda is still delivering to me as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but hang on, Julian. If you're isolating in a hut on a remote island just off the Philippines or fucking like Fiji or something... You're not going to stay in the hut thinking, fuck me, someone might be watching. Like, if you're the only dickhead on the island, I think you can venture out. No yeah. one's giving you a £30 fine on a fucking beach. It's true. 
They don't fine in England anyway, do they? Who's had a fine? In America, they were. In, uh, in Abu Dhabi, they were $500 on oh. the street after 9 p.m. Yep. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> and I'm here with my uh, single female friend, Claire. And now she's dead. Okay, good. They are quite strict, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they I do s- fine over here. They, they've been fine. They, no, I don't know anyone that has been fine, though. They keep, they I got moved along when I was sunbathing in the park. I got moved along by a very polite policeman. Oh, I, I just got up and ran because I had coke on me. <laughs> <laughs> just got up fucking bolted. Uh, he was very nice. It was almost a bit awkward. Like, sorry, man, uh, you can't really just lay on that bit of grass. I didn't yeah. know the rules, though. I don't think anyone does. Yeah. yeah they... <laughs> Even Boris. Yeah, concentrated. Um, My favourite line of the of the shutdown so far was to early on to Adam going, oh, fuck, it'd be great if we could get some coke delivered. Like, I wonder when drug dealers are going to be allowed to deliver again. Uh, <laughs> Adam made the very good point. They're never allowed to deliver, are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but in my head, in my head, cocaine dealers would be like, what, deliver drugs in a lockdown? <laughs> You're mad. They're not going to risk no, that. Dealers in Liverpool have started um, getting jobs for like Sainsbury's and stuff so that they're above suspicion. So they're driving around oh, big deliveries and then dropping coke off and that. Some tofu wow. and some coke. <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. Might start selling coke. Um, questions. Dan has brought back the Turbo Shandy. Is there a drink you'd like to make a comeback? What's, What's the it? Turbo Is that what you're shandy? having, a Turbo Shandy? Turbo Shandy, is it? I'm right in thinking that's lager and smell of ice. Oh, I love that our listeners have got ahead of this one. Yeah, mate. We've yeah. Got a, this will be a crossover listener. So that's um, vodka in beer. Smell of ice. Of, yeah. No. Smell of ice has got vodka in there, hasn't it? It's a yeah. lemon pop in it. Happy yeah, lemon it is. Pop. It's, yeah, we've basically, it's basically a Vimto. We've sort of brought it back. We started drinking them on the podcast, and now there's a woman in Texas who has a turbo shandy every day. <laughs> Do you know one of the best uh, mental made-up cocktails I ever had was, um, and it's such a it was a posh lad sort of thing. It was one of Chris Martin comedians' friends, uh, like they on a night out they were having them. It was a pint glass with half a lager in it, and there was like a blue WKD. The red WKD, whatever, and there was like a Smirnoff Ice. Oh no, it was a Reef. And I asked what it was called, and they said it's called a Joe Swale. And um, basically, it turns out that if you don't know who Joe Swale was, he was a snooker player who was deaf. And they named it because if you drink one, you go deaf, <laughs> which is an excellent made-up bullshit cocktail. But um, that was that would probably be my choice of drink to come back. I went to Union Newcastle, and uh, the, U- the Newcastle Union night out was Friday. And Northumbria was just over the way on the other side of the fucking tracks. Northumbria Student Union, their night out was Saturday. So you could go, you basically weren't allowed to go into Newcastle on a Friday and Saturday. Especially if New, we literally got told in Freshers Week. So if Newcastle lose, just just don't don't go into town. (laughs) Just got really aggressive. Who the fuck are you like? Yeah, fucking (laughs) students. Northumbria Union, they wouldn't sell them at Newcastle Uni. They sold them at Northumbria, like bless them, they need it. They've not done as well. It was called Skittles. It was called a pint of Skittles and it was five pound. And I went to university in like 1870. So this was five pound, got you a lot of fucking booze. 
and it was just all of the fruit-based shots just oh. fucking wazzed in there. Bit oh, of Malibu. Archers. Archers. Malibu. Oh, mate. Anything, anything like like the peach snaps. What, what? So what would it have been? Because not sambuca. So there would have been vodka in it, and it was it was just apple sours. Yeah, very sours. All of that shit. Sours up yeah. to half, up to half the pint, and then the rest was lemonade, and that was a fiver. Aftershock would that have made an appearance? No, That's what I used not. to drink aftershock. I don't know any of those drinks except for aftershock. It's been years since I've drank. Aftershocks on the little pallet, you bring it over and you try and get other people to drink it as well. And then one aftershock. Yeah, the aluminous green little fucking shots. Always sticky and you'd always spill it because you're out your nut. There used to be a nightclub in Croydon called the Blue Orchid, which was nicknamed the Blue School Kid. And um, basically, it was, you'd go there and you'd pay, I think it was £18 to get in, and it was unlimited free drinks all night. But you got given, your gla- you got given a plastic glass on the way in, and you had to keep it. And if you lost it, you had to buy another one. Right. And you just constantly got it refilled with like really watered down booze. It was fucking wicked. Hey, yeah, there's a place yeah. in Liverpool called the Blue Angel, which is affectionately known as the Raz. <laughs> and um, I remember the first time I ever went on a night out to town. We ended up in there, and it used to be 90p for uh, a pint of Carlsberg. And I went to bottom, and can I have seven pints of Carlsberg, please? And she went, £6.30. And I went, no, seven pints of Carlsberg, please. She was like, yeah, I know, £6.30. Oh. <laughs> Awful. Wow. You know. Hey, Carl, I know, Julian, you just said you haven't drank for a few years. Is that right? Yeah. So, Carl, I asked Dan this question on the podcast. If we were at a wedding... Right. And I was like, right, I'm going to the bar. We're going big today. I'm getting you a beer or a cider, a short with a mixer if you want, or you could just have whiskey on ice if you wanted that. And a, a, what is normally a shot of drinks so or Sambuca, Jägermeister sort of thing. What three are you going for? It stocks everything. So I want to know your brand of lager, spirit mixer, and your shot. You it'd, get be, it'd definitely be a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Then it'd be probably a vodka, lime and soda, or a nice gin and tonic if they had sort of one of the finer gins. They do. Um, a shot. See, I'd probably go for a, a, some sort of bourbon, but oh. uh, which I'd sh- I like to shoot rather than sip. Okay. So okay. that would be my oh, something like a well Knobs Creek. <laughs> I said What's sambuca on ours, but I, I oh, I hate sambuca it, so it, much. It oh, is that Patron? Patronix, so that's it's good shit, one. actually. And that's the silver one. Oh, I can't do sambuca. Like genuinely, even like, f- like if I eat food that's got fennel in it, it gives me sambuca flashbacks. That's how bad, you know. <laughs> I've had nights on sambuca. Have you got one drink? Have you got one drink that does that? That just gives you PTSD from a night out. Sam- tequila. Sambuca yours. Oh, my, well, tequila yeah. is mine because I had a night when I was seventeen in Barcelona, where I got so shit faced. And uh, drank. We went back to the like sort of dormitory we were staying in, and me and my mate Neil Rock, who were already shit faced, split a bottle of tequila. The whole bottle just did it in about an hour. Then we had to get up like three hours later to get on a plane. And they, I used to tell this story on stage. I fell asleep. We got split up on the plane because we were late. Uh, and I sat next to two Spanish girls who were flying to London for like a lovely little weekend break. And I fell asleep next to them on my hand like that. And while I was asleep, I vomited down my own sleeve. And uh, and woke up next to them with like just basically an armful of sick, and I had to go oh. down. I had to go down the aisle and pour it out into the toilet. <laughs> My best mate Carl doesn't like even me 
having a Jägermeister if we're on a night out. <laughs> because if he can smell it across the table on my breath, it knocks him sick. Because we on our first uh, set of A-level results night, and we both failed in that sit back here, we got absolutely hammered. But the, the nightclub that Hot Water Comedy Club started in, in Liverpool, is called Envy. And they used to do one pound Jaeger bombs. And it was proper Jaeger as well. It was in like the proper Jaeger machine. And we drank an uncountable amount of Jägermeister that night. And he woke up in his front garden. Oh. <laughs> Next day when his mum was going to work, she opened the door and he was just asleep in the front garden. And she woke you up. You don't hear that anymore, really. When we were teens, there was always, every week, somebody would have woken up in a bush or somewhere like now, you don't really get. I don't know. Young people nowadays don't fall asleep in um, public we, places as much as as much as they, well, they probably shouldn't actually. But you know, we used to play footy on a Tuesday morning in Liverpool with a load of the Northwest Comics, and we it, it worked out. It cost like three pound eighty each for the pitch, but yeah. every week we'd all pay a fiver. So at the end of the year, we had a big kitty to go on a night out, and there's loads of comics from Northwest, a few promoters like Paul who runs Hot Water, and we had a massive night out. It was fucking mental. Paul Blair got kicked out of his own comedy club for heaven. <laughs> Sunday night, which is New Act night, and this comic from down south did a joke that got absolutely fuck all, and the owner of the comedy club from the back shouted, he won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> he got asked to leave, and Pete Otway was with us, and Pete Otway, who lived in Manchester at the time, woke up in Huddersfield. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> now. Um, let's, hang on, let's do another question quickly. I've seen the time. I have to go to the toilet quickly, but I can hear. Oh, mate, come on. Um, that's a weird question. Jamie Maserati said, What do you think of Limmy? I love him. <laughs> so, do you know Limmy? Do you know Limmy's work? Yeah, he's funny. He's, isn't he? he's a funny bastard. He is a funny um, Who's Limmy? Limmy's a, he's a Scottish comedian. Yeah, yeah. Not, Who am I thinking oh. of? Lemmy, the ex-lead singer. I say ex-lead singer of uh, Motorhead. He's just dead. I don't think that's oh, how it works. <laughs> Not the ex- okay, good. <laughs> Is that how it works? Okay. Did you become the ex-lead singer when you Moral. die? Or the sort of incumbent lead singer? I don't know what the rules are. Um, should the Premier League restart? That's uh, a good question. I think you're asking... Uh, I mean... Adam, do you want to take this? Or? I mean, Adam Just probably should yeah. as, a, as, a, as a Liverpool fan. What's your thoughts on it? I don't think the Premier League should restart until it's safe for fans to be back in the stadiums. However, I think when it does restart, it should take over from where it left off. So it should yes. be null and void. I think the whole standard should say the same. If any players that out of contract in the summer then it's just tough shit. It's just like another mid-season transfer window. Clubs right. have a chance to replace the players they're losing to transfers or contracts. And as soon as it starts again, we just start from wherever we left off. Um, and clubs have got to replace the players that they're losing in the summer. Yeah. That's what I, I think, would do. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? I've, I've not really... I've not missed football. That's a, that's a weird one, isn't it? I, yeah, I love football. The UFC's and, done three events so far. Were they like them weird wrestling events where there was no audience? It was yeah. a bit awkward. There was no audience. You I mean, any of the wrestling ones? I just saw a clip of it the other day and I thought it looked fucking But mental. the wrestling, it, it can't like work. It on the Royal Mile. Jordan yeah. It's <laughs> it fucking <does>. dreadful. <laughs> yeah. But UFC is genuinely yeah. competing, aren't they? So it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a bit different. There's a little bit harrowing watching Alistair Overeem knock someone out and then... With a few blokes in a, a fucking like, stadium, he cuddled him. Background. He like oh. it was a really lovely sporting moment, 
But because the crowd nice, yeah. weren't going crazy, it made it more bleak. Yeah, it, it was two massive men who went at each other, and and one of them was going, "Dude, yeah, tap in." And it was death. It was not deathly quiet, but in a quiet auditorium. Yeah, not it's eerie. Fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of them videos where you watch just a couple of people have a fight in a car park. There's like the commentators sort of- were, were commentating, and they were like, "Oh, the fighters can hear us. We better keep it down a little bit." <laughs> Like everyone could just hear, you could hear the other corners giving advice. It's just like, have you ever I seen mean, it's footage? not it's not as good, obviously, but have, it's still have you ever seen it's still of Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. Who like you know, I I he's my favorite ever boxer, and he like it was he's there's fights where he would like have exchanges with the commentators while fighting. That's how little respect he showed some of his opponents. Yeah, but there was 10 was, years there where he was the best in the world, wasn't he? Was he a light yeah, heavyweight? He was absolutely yeah, the best. But he, his problem, I think, was that he was never he was too good for the time he boxed. There was no real rivals. And then just when like Steve Collins and that was coming along, he was almost got bored and was on the decline. So I don't think he ever had a rival to fully show. Like Everyone knows how brilliant he was. But Are I you really he, into boxing, Carl? Yeah. See, well, I'm not really into boxing. I'm not really into the UFC either, but I would watch... I, I only really watch the big cards of either, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I like doing to real boxing fans, as if I know what I'm talking about, is just say that a really shit boxer is my favourite and I think is the best <laughs> boxer of all time. Yeah. And no one gets more angry about the ill-informed than boxing uh, fans. Frank, Frank Bruno, your all-time <laughs> favourite boxer. <laughs> my favourite to say at the minute is Amir Khan. And just, oh, yeah, just that's vehemently defend that Amir Khan <laughs> has been very unlucky and is actually the greatest boxer who's ever lived. I actually, oh, although I would, nice. yeah, I think some would. I would weirdly say Amir Khan is very underrated. I think he's actually was quite unlucky with certain fights he took, and I actually don't think he got the fights he could have got. I think he would have fared quite well against Mayweather at the right time. I think more than most people. When he gets knocked out and he goes a bit wobbly, he well, doesn't look like I mean, an all-time I mean, great. <laughs> but that's his biggest flaw. Amir Khan's biggest flaw is he can't, he doesn't know how to tie up a fight when he's taken a knock. He's oh. got, he goes all guns out. He looks actually like the best Bambi on just... fucking ice. <laughs> and it, it looks... he's amazing. He prime Amir Khan on a on a fitness plan, and he puts some beef on. I reckon prime Amir Khan versus Mike Tyson. Mike loses. <laughs> just start mispronouncing that. Mike, you know Mike Tyson is fighting again soon. Have you seen Mike Tyson training? He's, he's going to fight soon. He ain't going to fight. He's fucking 60 years old, I think old, he's, he's 55, isn't he? But I think he's going to fight. He's going to fight. He's going to do the big Amir Khan fight that people have been asking for. <laughs> he's going to be so in, not in, going. in a boxing he's actually he's fighting. Uh, he looks he's... crazy hitting those pads, even at 55, man. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. up to my level at, at 55, you know That's... what I mean? It's scary. <laughs> Adam's got a very good impression of Mike. <laughs> Go on. Hey, Julian, my name's Mike Tyson, and I want to know, well, well, why did you get into comedy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is Mike Tyson coming in on the, on the Zoom? <laughs> This is how this is how self-assured Adam is. He's one of the best acts around, but fuck me, he believes in his own. But he believes in himself to the point where he's like, no, that is fucking good. That, that don't. Hold on for a second. Can you actually do a Mike Tyson, Dan? Yeah, he's really good. Go on, Dan. Oh, well, no, I'm... 
Go on. I bet you can do a U-bang. I think my meditation. This is my meditation impression. This is this is the impression that I've been doing, and I'm not very good at impressions, but this is my meditation. <laughs> it's not bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Julian. It's better, not not it's great. Better than great. the fucking asthmatic pedo that Adam does. Like, <laughs> 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 you got? Can you do any impressions, Julian? I can't actually. I could do an Australian accent. That's it. Can you do an Australian accent? Hey, mate, I'm from Tasmania, down under. Put a shrimp on the Barbie, Sheila. <laughs> if you just look at the screen, if you just look at the screen, you can see the baby's <laughs> nice flaps. Vaginal. Look at a lovely couple of pussy flaps there, fucking... guys. Oh, God. She's got a great little vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come Sorry, on. Sorry, Carl. Congratulations. Though, Sorry, man. I'm not, not specifically talking about... No, I know. <laughs> no, no, you weren't the medical professional that said it, mate. I'm more upset with that guy. Oh, God. Um, right. Um, we should wrap it up. Is that it? Just, it's an hour, mate. We've banged on for an hour. Fucking hell. It's fun. Can we'll I give keep, a little we'll quick plug to the little stand yeah. special I've got coming out, please, Brad? Of course. Uh, Saturday the 30th of May I'm releasing a stand-up special on my YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash Adam Rowe comedy it's called Club Comic and it's essentially two sets performed on the same night at the Comedy Store in London uh, with a little break in the middle so it's it's about 45 minutes in length uh, and that's it yeah just two completely different sets back to back that's cool yeah I saw the picture I saw you uh, so is it on I don't think it was on Twitter or something I saw the picture today it looked really cool outside the store yeah it was taken by Edward Moore that photograph I really like it and uh, uh, yeah. yeah shout out to Ed Moore he's good man um, cool. I've got some horrible photos floating around the internet that he's taken he's a great photographer <laughs> but the photos are so dated man oh, <laughs> have you got a cl- is there any club that still uses like such a bad old press shot of you whenever they do like a tweet that you're yeah. there that weekend Honestly, some yeah. of the ones that get used, I, I, I hate them so much. The Hyena in Newcastle is where I did my very first gigs. It was for 10 years it was open as I was a professional. And I don't know if it was because they were like, well, he, well that's what he fucking looked like when we first booked him. They used my first ever press shot. The one I, of you in the frog and bucket dressing room is great. Oh, God. It's, it's like um, a boy yeah. bandy kind of pose. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Beautiful, beautiful boy. <laughs> got to find oh, that. Um, and a shout out to our, me, my, me and Adam do the Have a Word podcast. The Have a Word podcast. Have a Word podcast, one of my favourite podcasts. Check out Adam, one of my favourite comedians. What is it? Um, YouTube, it's on YouTube, yeah? Yeah, it's coming out on YouTube on the 30th of May. Saturday, the 30th of May. The 30th of May? Yeah. That was another accent I can nail, by the way. But it was really, Australia. really good at them. We're thinking oh, of starting an offshoot of a, an Impressions podcast. <laughs> oh, impre- impression lessons. Oh, boys, I can't wait to see. All three, I can't wait to see you do stand-up again. I mean, personally, on a personal level, I'm not that bothered, but... Oh, bring back stand-up just because I can see some of the good guys doing it. I'm looking at um, seeing you guys are you, I, I, One quick thing. Are you anyone else concerned that their first couple of gigs back, they're going to be so shit? It's going to be so I, funny bombing the first one if you're oh, wrong. Oh, man. Well, it's, if you'd like to it's on Saturday night. It's live stream from Hot Water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that drive home after that bomb will be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get COVID-20 back. Did you gig... Did you gig the last weekend before lockdown? I gigged them. Uh, yeah, I did, no, yeah. I didn't. I was in Australia 
Uh, oh. My last gig was uh, I'd gone to Australia for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and two days after I landed, the Melbourne Comedy Festival got cancelled. Oh. So, <laughs> so that was fun. So, but I um, yes, yeah, so I've no. The weekend before lockdown, Friday and Saturday, I did the the club weekend at Hot Water, and the the Sunday was my tour show at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester. And all of those gigs had a real edgy vibe to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eerie, like man. They were taking a bit of a risk, and it felt. And I tell you what. The people that go to a comedy club, the first few back, that that is going to be there tenfold because there's going to yeah. be a lot of people who are like, I'm not going out yet. I'm not going into a basement and seeing that. But there'll be enough to fill small comedy clubs. And yeah, the energy yeah, yeah. in that, those rooms means we could be as shit as we've ever been. And those gigs yeah. are still going to be amazing. True. And I'm going to put everyone at ease by wearing a hazmat suit. So <laughs> it's going to be cool. It's going to be PPA. It's going to be brutal when the guy, when everyone turns up after three months off from comedy, there's 30 people, there's perspex around the stage, everyone's that separately, and then some knobhead starts doing his joke from 2005, like... (laughs) 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 We just had the Olympics in London. (laughs) (laughs) Who's drinking? (laughs) And he couples in. (laughs) Fritzel! <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's it. It's going to be that people either doing like fucking stuff that is totally unrelated to COVID, or it's just going to be some nutty old comedians banging on about five G and Bill uh, Gates. There's going to be some. There's definitely going to be that. Who go back in, and they're going to be like, like they're going to. It's going to be so sort of clunky the way they lean into their COVIDs. No, we just had a, just had the pandemic, haven't we? What was that like? Jesus, you couldn't go out. You couldn't. You wouldn't be allowed to come here. This this would not have happened three months ago. I'm telling you now. I tell you, I tell you where they had the uh, pandemic, Amsterdam, and uh, it reminds me, uh, Amsterdam, uh, the, the coffee shops where you can do weed. So really, it's topical, isn't it? Like, and here's my weed bit about Amsterdam. Oh, man. He cancelled the Olympics in Tokyo. I remember when they had the Olympics in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck oh, me. Man. Right, we'll let you go. Um, Thanks for doing it, guys. Good Check to out the Have a Word podcast. Yeah. Available on all good platforms. Oh, yeah. Let us oh, know when this is you. up, and we'll share this on uh, all our stuff. Cool, man. Nice one, and, man. Um, and good luck on Saturday, your first gig, Dan. Yeah, good luck with your first baby. Your first COVID Can't death. Wait. Oh, I'll, I'll message you about nappies. Congratulations, man. Just Aldi, all the way. They're fucking phenomenal. Julian, I've actually heard they are. Genuinely, it's fucking I've heard Aldi are very good yeah, yeah, for baby stuff. Okay. Love you guys. Uh, but take it easy. Cheers for coming on and good luck. See Bye. you soon. See you soon, boys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no.